0: I have a very special guest with me today. I have my baby Willow. So if you hear squeaks or newborn grunts, that's her saying hello to the audience. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. This episode is sharing Willow's birth story. So I know so many of you have asked me, what are all the details? Oh my goodness. It It was amazing, it was beautiful, and it was nothing like what I thought it would be. But that is usually how birth goes. I am recording this about two weeks postpartum. You'll get this a little bit later than that, about three weeks postpartum. Um, But Willow and I are doing so well. Thank you for all of... You all who have reached out and told me that you were praying for us. That has been such a blessing. God has answered so many prayers in um, just bringing her here safely in our healing and recovery. And just, it, it has been a beautiful two weeks of bonding and snuggles. And I really have my husband to thank for that. He has been the real MVP taking care of the other kids and the house. And it's just, It's been such a unique, special season that is so short, but I'm so thankful that I have just been able to really, I feel like, enjoy it to its fullest. Um, So uh, thank you, babe, for all you've done. I know you're going to listen to this. Um, And thank you to, again, all of those who have prayed for us. But, all right, let's just jump in and talk about the arrival of My Little Willow. Okay, so her story is a journey from the very beginning. Um, I found out in September that I was pregnant with her. Um, she was a rainbow baby. We definitely were trying for her, Um I just, for my own heart and my healing, I just wanted to hold a baby in my arms after losing our baby victory last summer. And so God blessed us. I got pregnant, um, and it was a pregnancy. I normally love being pregnant, um, and her pregnancy was rough. I had never been sick like I was with her pregnancy, which my progesterone was low, so I had to take some supplements for that. Apparently, that can cause even more morning sickness. I don't know what exactly it was, but man, that first trimester, I was so sick, throwing up all the time. Um, And then just aside from just the physical limitations, um, emotionally and even spiritually, it was so difficult those first few weeks. Um, Just after having lost a baby, just the fear and the worry and the constant like, do I bond with this baby? Because what if I lose it and it's going to make it hurt worse? And so there was just so much going on in my heart That made it difficult. Um, We got to the second trimester. Things started getting better. The further I got in the pregnancy. The more the fear of losing her. Kind of subsided. Um, But just. And and the sickness subsided. um, But there were some other bumps along the way. Nothing major. um, But just little things that would come up. That would cause me. To have concern. Or to worry. Or different things. Um, fast forward to the end of the pregnancy. At around 35 weeks, I started having like really intense Braxton Hicks contractions, which I never really had with any of my other babies. Um, so that really caught me off guard. I had spent all of my pregnancy, like I am not going to think she's coming early because she's not. And it's going to make those last few weeks miserable. Um, well, all of me telling myself that for the entire pregnancy completely went out the window when I'm at 35 weeks and I'm having like intense Braxton Hicks contractions every 20 minutes. Um, I really thought, Oh, this baby's going to come early. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask like, well, what were your others? Eden was four days late. Knox was induced two weeks early. Um, and Ivy was two days early. So I really had no like rhyme or rhythm to when my babies came but I did not at all expect that Willow would be late. I really thought she'd actually be several weeks early. Well, the weeks came and went all the way up to 40 weeks. My due date was on Mother's Day. And I know that a due date doesn't mean like, oh, baby has to come by this day. But I mean, I I really thought that she would. Um, Two weeks before my due date, I was like sitting at six centimeters dilated, 90% effaced. And I know again, that that is no magical number. That does not mean that labor is going to start immediately. But my body apparently just does this weird, like prolonged laboring before labor. So like I uh, dilate, I was effaced. I just was doing all of these progressions towards labor um, without any contractions. And so Mother's Day came and went and we entered into the 40th week of pregnancy. That week was brutal. Um, Every day that came and went, I just, I thought, this is the day. This is the day I'm going to have a baby. I went on like multiple walks a day, constantly on my birth ball, drinking my red raspberry tea, eating pineapple, getting pedicures. Like I was trying everything. And there were some times where contractions would kind of start, but nothing that was making me think like, oh, this is labor. It's baby time. Um. So that was frustrating, and so then I would go to bed and think, okay. Well, Ivy came in the middle of the night, just out of the blue. I felt great, and then I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was in labor, and she was there two hours later. So I just kept thinking, like, okay, I just I'm going to go to bed, I'm going to rest, I'm going to leave it in the Lord's hands, and I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and have the baby. Well, inevitably, I would wake up like three or four a.m. to go to the bathroom, and I'd look at the clock and be like, oh my goodness. Another night has almost come and went and no baby. And so I would get back in bed and couldn't sleep. And I'd just sit there and cry. Oh, my word. It was so difficult. I was so discouraged. I just every day, it was harder and harder to be patient and to wait. And I, it was such an intense mental effort and spiritual struggle where like in my heart I knew God's timing was perfect. I knew that I could trust him that he had brought me that far that he had given me this baby and that he was going to get it out of me. Um but man, my mind just started something's wrong with me. I'm never going to go into labor. Is there even a baby in there? I mean, you would not believe the crazy thoughts that came and went. And that really just, I I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I was, I was irritable. It was just, it was terrible. And I tried to enjoy those last few days with Simeon and with our kiddos. And, and in some ways I did, and they were special, but in other ways, like, even though I tried to fake it on the outside inside, I was just like, I am on the verge of tears 24 seven. Um, if you've, if you went past your due date, you know what I'm talking about. But then we get to 41 weeks and still no baby. Um, I remember my, so my weeks changed on a Sunday and we were at church 41 weeks, the week after Mother's Day. And we have the sweetest Down syndrome boy that we go to church with. He's in his early 20s, I think. Um, But he's a dear friend of Simeon and I. Um, But we saw him in the nursery and he looked at me and he said, Mrs. Brazel? I thought your baby was due on Mother's Day. And I was like, well, yeah, I thought so too. But somebody forgot to inform the baby. (laughs) He used so sweetly just made this grimace and was like, hmm, well, some Mother's Day that turned out to be, huh? (laughs) If anybody else would have said it, I probably would have cried, but it was, it was a sweet friend and I know his heart behind it. So we, Simeon and I just laughed and, but yeah, I was like, mm-hmm, some mother's day. Um, anyway, so 41 weeks that Sunday, the next day, Monday, I had an appointment at my midwives and let me back up. I, oh, so many details. I'm missing things. So mother's day was 40 weeks that monday and that wednesday i had my midwife do a membrane sweep and she the first time she did it she's just like this is going to work you're going to go into labor this day i your your body's ready i really think that this will put you over the edge and this was part of it that played into that week being so brutal. Because I went home and I was like, Simeon, we're having a baby today. Like, I got to run in the grocery store. Can you vacuum quick? Like, let's give the kids a bath. <laughs> let's make sure that everything is ready to go. We did all of that. Um, Monday came and went nothing. So then Wednesday, I, I texted them and I was like, okay, that did not work. Is there anything else we can do? And they're like, yeah, we can try it again. So I went in Wednesday nothing. Um, my sister-in-law who was pregnant at the same time of me had had her baby the day in between. So she had had her baby Tuesday. So we had family coming in that weekend to meet the babies and I had no baby to show. So I'm trying to do like everything I can to get this baby out. Well, family came and went, let's get back to 41 weeks. So I, the Monday after I turned 41 weeks, um, I was at the midwives and I was, I was so done. Simeon went with me. Um, I knew that they could not deliver the baby at home past 42 weeks. And I just felt like the time was ticking. And like I said, I just wasn't sleeping. And I just, I needed to know what some options were. Um, So we talked with them. And she said that she could break my water at home. I didn't even know that that was something that they could do. Um, but we talked through that, talked about some different options, um, and so Simeon and I were like, okay, well, we're gonna leave, and we're gonna pray about this, and I will text you and let you know what we decide. So we left. We prayed about it. We talked to some different people. We talked to our parents. We prayed with them, and we really just felt like it was it was time that we needed to go ahead and just have them break my water and <laughs> get that baby out. Um. So that's what we decided. I text my midwife back, and I was like, okay. Let's just, we're just going to do this. Can you come at seven this evening? So she said yes. So my thought was, okay, she said that it could take a little while for labor to get started. So if she comes and does it at seven, you know, then we'll have hours to get the kids settled, to get the younger two in bed, you know, and then sometime in the night we'd have the baby and it'd all be great. Um. So that was the plan. We called our birth team, which if you've kind of seen me share some things on social media, the original plan for our birth team was to have my mother-in-law um, Eden was going to be back in the room with us when I had the baby. We had talked with her and prepped her and she was gung-ho, good to go, wanted to be there um, and experienced that. And uh, I had a photographer friend that was going to come and take pictures and then I'd have my group of midwives um, and then we had planned on having a friend of mine, actually my Titus 2 mentor, was going to come and help with the younger two. Well, we had kind of already talked about that if I went into labor in the night, that I probably wouldn't call her. We were expecting a very fast delivery after the way IV um, came. And with my body being so progressed already, um, I, I had texted her and I was like, I really don't think that we're going to need you to come. I'll let you know. Um, if labor goes long or if morning comes and still no baby, but we're just going to put the kids to bed and they should be fine. Um, so that's what the plan was. But, um, like I said, I had no plan to go so past my, so far past my due date. I had not planned on having my water being broken, but again, things don't always go as planned and as circumstances changed And as we just tried to process through all of that and pray through that, we really just felt like this was how God was leading things to go. Um, So we were able to have all of our birth team, except for my friend to watch the younger kids, which was our call and totally fine. Um, But we did actually wind up adding a person to our birth team. So last minute, and this is such a God thing, So I had a doula with Ivy and she was amazing. She was so instrumental in where I am at now. She helped me process through natural birth. Um, When COVID came and things went crazy and panic ensued, um, she just gently gave the reminder that like, hey, the hospital is not your only option. You can home birth. Um, so she helped us navigate that and it, it just, it was, it, that was a God thing too. It was amazing. Um, but Ivy came so fast. I really only had her for like 10 minutes at my birth. No fault of hers. We just didn't call her until it, we had 10 minutes to, <laughs> to spare. Um, Ivy came so quickly. So with this birth, we just decided, Hey, it's probably going to be fast. I've already had a natural birth. We're just not going to spend the money to have a doula this time. Um, But two days before Willow was born, I had posted a picture on social media, something like, you know, still walking, still pregnant. Um, And a sweet friend of mine actually used to work for um, this lady as a a secretary, some secretarial work for her. Um, But she reached out to me and she was like, hey, I am finishing up my doula certification, you know, and just kind of chit-chatting through social media. Like these are some different things that you could try to get her here. Um, you know, have you tried this? Anyway, long story short, it led to us having a phone conversation and her offering to come and help me through the birth as a gift. Um, so I was like, yeah, I mean, that, that sounds amazing. But she had six kids, she lives like an hour away, so we just weren't sure like what the logistics were going to look like. So we kind of left it as, I'll let you know when I go into labor, and if the stars align, and you can make it, great. If not, we didn't plan on having a duel in the first place, so we'll make it through. Well, on Monday, when we decided, okay, we're just going to go through with this, we're going to have them break my water, I, re- I reached out to her, and I was like, look, I know this is wild and crazy, but we're going to have the midwives come in like six hours. Can you be here? And so she worked her schedule out that she could be here. And oh my goodness, the Lord just orchestrated all of that. Um, Because I like go through labor so much without the pain or feeling anything, all that dilation process, all of that, um, when it is go time, It is go time and like I don't have like transitions through different phases of labor. I pretty much have like nothing and then I have a few contractions and then I'm pushing out a baby. Um, So like mentally it's really hard to get myself into that space because it just goes from like zero to as fast as possible. Um, So it was such a blessing having Jessica here. Just even, I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here in my bedroom looking at the spot that I gave birth to Willow and Simeon was on one side. I was knelt down beside my bed. Simeon's on one side. Jessica's on the other. I'm like breaking their fingers, squeezing their hands, and they're both just rubbing my back, encouraging me, just even little things like breathe. Even Jessica, she I was listening to her breathe in through her nose and out through her mouth. That is not normal for me. That's not natural for me. But that reminder, hearing her was keeping me in rhythm of breathing. And so it just, that was such a blessing that the Lord worked it out. Um, but you know, I was really concerned when the midwife said, you know, labor might not start immediately. You know, we'll just kind of have to see how things go. Um, I was, I just told Simeon, I was like, the worst thing that could happen is that they come and break my water and everybody's here. And already like everybody had been on edge for weeks, like text me the moment that you think gonna have the baby and you know, days came and went and I'm like, ah, you know, still no baby, everybody. So I thought, oh my word, if everybody gets over here and... They're just sitting around and I'm sitting with no labor, no nut. Like I just, I was like, oh my word, that's going to be so embarrassing for me. Which Simeon's like, you're the one having the baby. Like it it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. You just do you. We're all here for you. Anyway, he's so wonderful. But that was my concern. So I'm telling everybody like, this is our Wi-Fi password. Bring your computer, like bring a book, bring something to work on. I don't know how long that this is going to take. Um, My photographer friend, I was like, look, this is what's happening, but we will text you when contractions are, like, started. Um, So, because she had kids, I didn't want her just sitting around for hours wasting her time either. Well, um, my doula, Jessica, was the first one to arrive Monday evening. Um, She came a little bit early just to kind of see our space, just hear our hearts a little bit, what we were hoping for the birth, and to pray with us, which was just so encouraging and comforting after like a week and a half of just tumultuous emotion and discouragement. It was just so sweet to have her pray over us and just to realize that baby's almost here, like this is happening and the Lord's with us and he is in control. Um, So just kind of settled my heart. The midwives came around seven um, and then they wound up breaking my water at 716, Um, so, so they broke my water and I looked at my midwife and I was like, okay, so like what now? Do I just kind of like sit and wait? Do you want me to go on a walk? She was like, yes, I would love for you to go on a walk. That would probably, you know, help get things rolling. Um, again, I'm, I'm forgetting all these details. Okay. So let me back up. That was like at seven, um, at five o'clock I had started having some contractions, I knew they weren't labor, but they, they were intense and they were getting more regular. Um, so I kind of started wondering, like, okay, am, am I going to go into labor on my own? Um, so I'm talking to, to my doula about that before the midwives get here. My midwives get here. I was like, can you just check me first and see, like, what you think's going on? I am having some contractions. She checked me and she was like, I don't know. It might be, you know, the start of labor. But she was like, I don't feel like you're in active labor it's like, if you want to have a baby tonight, then we need to break your water. Um, and again, like I said, we, we had already prayed through it. We, we felt at peace with that. Everybody was here ready to go. And we're like, no, let's just move forward. So they broke my water. Um, she said to go take a walk. So I don't know how many feet. I am terrible at judging. I'm looking here now from my bed to my son's bedroom door down the hallway. Um, it's not very far at all. But I barely made it like halfway down our hallway. And all of a sudden, a very painful contraction that I was like, this is labor, uh, hit me. So this is like maybe a minute or two after she broke my water. So I make it to his doorway. I'm standing there. And I'm like, oh, man, it's starting. So I had no idea it was going to be that fast. So Simeon's like, all right, well, let me get Ivy and put her to bed. So I put Ivy to bed. Knox, there's just too much going on. Knox was not going to go to bed. So I was like, all right, well, Simeon, I want you to go outside and walk with me. Let's just put a movie on for him. And at this point, like we weren't in the room prepping for a baby or anything. We still didn't know how long the contractions were going to be. So, you know, we had people kind of milling about the house. Mammal was here. She was kind of, you know, sitting with the kiddos. Eden went and watched the movie too. So they're kind of set up watching a movie. I (laughs) slowly and through multiple contractions got to the front door. So I get out the front door and my midwife was like, you know what? I don't think we have like this long driveway beside our house. It goes back to our landlords. And that's where I'd been doing all of my please labor start walks. Um, Labor had started now. So I (laughs) I didn't need a walk where I was praying and begging God to get it going. It was going. Um, But she was like, look, I really think you need to like just stay close to your house. So maybe if you just want to like walk around your house. Well, I barely made it out onto the front porch. And I mean, contractions were like, I don't know, every two minutes. And oh my goodness, they were so intense. So I was like, there's no way I'm walking around this house. I was like, let me just see if I can manage to get like to the end of the front porch and back. So I think I like did that once, probably had two contractions in between. I think I did it like twice. I get back up, I lean on the rail of our front porch and I have a contraction and I just let out this like scream and Simeon's like, okay, our neighbors are out on their front porch and here you are like about to birth a baby on the front of our porch. So let's transition inside. Um, So my midwife came out, they got me, we managed to get back to my bedroom um and oh my goodness, I, I was like this I, I'm having a baby. Like it is go time. So they're getting everything ready. I'm knelt down on the side of my bed. Enter the scene of Simeon on one side, Dula on the other side. Uh, While we were on the front porch, I told Simeon, I was like, you've got to call Melanie, my photographer. I was like, you've got to get her here. So he calls her. She's like, (laughs) she's speeding to my house. Uh, My mother-in-law comes back. I was like, get Eden. It's baby time. So Eden comes. She's sitting on my bed. I had printed off some like color by number um, pictures for her. She loves doing that. So we had her set up. With a little coloring station, everybody's ready, and I am pushing. So, and and Knox is just sitting out on the couch watching a movie. Oh, my word. Anyway, um, so Melanie makes it. My photographer makes it. She gets in here. She's snapping pictures. They were able to set up a, a phone to record it, and that was part of what I really wanted. I really, I never recorded a birth before. Um, You'll never see that, but it is totally for me. You know, I just, I remember when I had Ivy. It's kind of like I almost... Like, I I don't know. I went into this different mental space where I was like there, but I was not there. Um, so I don't remember a lot of the details about her actual being born, um, so I wanted to capture all that on video so that I could experience that. And and oh, my word, wait, Simeon and I died laughing, watching it, listening to myself. You know, I told my midwife I'm normally so poised um, and just my personality is to be very put together. Um, well, when you're giving birth, all of that goes out the window. And I made sounds I did not know <laughs> I could make. Um, But anyway, we laughed about that part. But it was beautiful seeing and watching and experiencing that without, like, actually experiencing it. Um, And I'm getting ahead of myself. But Willow was born. We did not know the gender at the time. We had decided to wait and be surprised. That was more my husband's choice than my choice. Um, But it made for a unique experience, especially with my kids. Like, they were so... Excited to find out what the baby was going to be, and of course, Knox already having two sisters, he was really, really hoping for a baby boy. Um, And honestly, the majority of people thought that she was going to be a boy. I didn't. There are different points of the pregnancy. I thought, oh, it's a girl. Oh, it's a boy. I really didn't care. I was. I just wanted a healthy baby. I just wanted a baby in my arms, and it did not matter to me. Um, But here I am on the floor, uh, and we're pushing. It's go time. And so I had wanted to catch her. That was the original plan. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I got weak and I was shaky. And so I wound up just saying, look, I, I don't think I can catch her. I had her head was like halfway out. I had my hand on her head. Um, so I tell Simeon, I'm like, look, I want you to catch her. And then I want you to just give her right up to me. Um, and I told everybody, I was like, if you see the gender, do not say it. I want to be the one to look and like make the official announcement. Like I told Simeon, if you're going to make me wait nine months, like you can wait two seconds so that I can be the first one to look. So anyway, And it's so funny. Like, he is so proud of himself that he's the one that caught her. Had we talked about that before she was born, I don't think he ever would have agreed to it. He is so good with being there in the midst of the birthing experience, but he does not want to physically come in contact with any of the birth experience other than like my back and helping me, um... But she came out and he caught her and just scooped her right up between my legs and I held her and oh my goodness, there is nothing, nothing in this world like that moment. I mean, the hormone high is phenomenal. And in some ways, here I am two weeks later and I feel like I am still Floating in the clouds. Like it just, I don't know. It's it just so amazing bringing a new life into this world. Um, it's just, it is so humbling um, and, and so beautiful that God has made the human body, the female body to be able to to grow a life, to give birth to a life. And then you're holding this human being in your arms, the one that you've waited for for so long. And she made us wait extra long. Um, it was just, it was amazing. Like it was so surreal. And and I posted a few pictures of those moments. Those are my favorite moments. I'm so thankful that every baby that I've had, somebody has been there to capture those moments on, on in pictures because, I, I, I look at those pictures and I relive that and it's so beautiful. Um, but there she was in my arms. I didn't know it was a sheet yet, but I had my baby. Um, and Eden was right there with us and and it was so beautiful. So, um, when I put my hand down and felt her head, it was like halfway out. And so Eden's still coloring at that time. Sorry, I'm jumping like all over the place, but oh my goodness, so much. Anyway, I look up in, (laughs) in the middle of like moans and contractions and God, you've got to help me get through this. I, I look up, and this is captured on the video. Oh my word, there's just so, so many beautiful things. Um, I look up at Eden, and I say, Eden, we're about to have a baby. We're about to have a baby. Baby's head is almost out. Baby is almost here. So she puts down her coloring, and she's kind of like, you know, looking and, and watching, and I'm down on, on the ground, kind of beside my bed. And she's up on the bed, so she's not like actually it's just such a different setting than hospital um so she's not like viewing front and center baby coming out but but she's there experiencing it with us she got the sweetest little smile on her face, so excited this baby she's waited for forever it's almost here so uh she's born, I'm holding her, oh my word, we are all just basking in the moment. Simeon's right there beside me, Eden's on the bed looking, um, watching this beautiful moment. Um, I snuggle baby for a few seconds, and I pull her back, and I look, and I was like, oh my goodness, I was like, it's another girl, God gave us a girl, I tell Eden, I was like, you've got a sister, and so I, I am still on the floor, they're kind of cleaning up a little bit, but I have a dress on, it's down. So I was like, somebody has to go get Knox because Knox was still awake watching TV. So here his little feet come running down the hallway and I'm sitting there holding baby and I look up at him and I was like, Knox, you have another sister. And I really wasn't sure how he would respond because he really did want a brother. But it was the sweetest thing ever. So he had okay let me back up again because this is really sweet I missed it in the moment but it's captured on pictures so when he ran back Eden was now sitting on the edge of our bed um right by our doorway and so when he comes in Eden you can see on the video she motions to him she said Knox come here mommy had the baby and he goes over beside Eden and she grabs his hand Oh. Goodness, I have this picture of them holding hands. And so they're holding hands. I look up at him and I tell him he has a sister. And he did not miss a beat. I mean, immediately. He got the biggest smile on his face. And I'm telling you, that boy has not stopped smiling since. If you've seen any of the pictures that I have shared on social media, he is completely obsessed with his baby sister. Really, all the kids are. I mean, this girl gets kissed all day, every day. I mean, how could you not kiss those chubby cheeks? Um, but he, he is just so smitten with her. I mean, he can't even walk by her without like, you can see his hands start kind of like jittering. He's like, mom, I just got to touch her. I, I just got to hold her hand. I just got to give her a hug. She needs a hug. And I'm like, honey, she's just, like, just fell asleep. He's like, oh, but she needs a hug. And And it's just the sweetest thing. He is the proudest big brother. And he did make a comment just the other day, like, Mom, when are you going to have another baby so you can have a brother? But I think that's the only comment that he's made about having a brother. Like, he he's just enraptured with his little sister. And it, oh my goodness, like, I had not planned on him... Being back with us quite so soon, um, I really had uh, the the dynamic of how things happened was a little bit different because from them breaking my water to her being born was exactly one hour and one minute. She was born at eight seventeen p.m. Um, wow, an hour like an hour. I I don't even know. I didn't even know that was like possible. But yes, I had one intense. Amazing, beautiful, painful hour. <laughs> and then my baby was in my arms. Um, and it was beautiful, like those first moments as a family. And Ivy was asleep, so she was asleep uh, in the initial, but it was it was just amazing having my husband there and my kiddos and seeing their faces. I mean, just so just full of delight and wonder and amazement at at what just happened. It was just, it was the most beautiful thing ever. And I was just so thankful that they were able to be as much of a part as they were and that they were able to experience that. They wanted to transition uh, Willow and I to the bed. So we sent Knox on out. Um, We actually, I think Eden went out at that point too. So daddy and I just Climbed in bed and snuggled our sweet baby for like an hour. Um, Then they came back and Willow and I got a bath together. The midways always do like this um, herb bath together. So we got in and then um, we got out and they were like, let's just check a few things with baby. Check a few things with you and we'll get out of your hair and you can go to bed. Um, So they were going to weigh her. So my midwife picks her up, and she was like, Brittany, she's a big girl. Like, she she's a pretty big baby. How big do you think she is? So we're all guessing. So Eden was my biggest up until this point. She was 714. Knox was 710. Ivy was 76. Um, every pregnancy that I've had, I have gotten better at focusing on my health throughout the pregnancy what I eat um my exercising all of that so it made sense that all of my babies got smaller um so I really expected that Willow would be I mean at least like in in the seven pound range but I, I kind of expected her to be a little bit smaller maybe a little bit bigger since she was late but you know I okay my guess was eight and a half. Um, and you know, I, other, the other people in the room, mamaw and daddy, and they were kind of like, okay, you know, a eight and a half, maybe (laughs) she gets in her little sling thing and they weigh her and she was nine pounds, nine ounces, nine pounds, nine ounces. Now I was actually like nine and a half pounds when I was born, which is kind of strange to me because, I mean, I was a chunk of a baby, but I'm kind of a petite woman. I mean, I'm not like, super tall or anything like that. Um, and I just, so many people were like, we would never have thought that you could birth a baby that big. You know, part of the reason that I was induced with my son is again, my body had kind of labored without contractions. I was actually eight centimeters dilated the day they induced me with him with zero contractions. Um, but they had also done a sonogram. And she's like, oh, I think he's pushing like eight, eight and a half pounds. I'm not really comfortable with you giving birth to a baby that big. So we need to just go ahead. Well, they were like off by a pound. Like I said, he was 7'10". So anyway, all that to say, had I been in a different setting um, with different type of provider, I really don't know that they would have uh, let me birth a nine pound, nine ounce baby. And I had I known that ahead of time... I probably would have been traumatized. I would not have thought that I could do it, but I did not know until I did it. And now I'm like, Hey, I, that is going on my list of accomplishments. Like I birth a nine pound, nine ounce baby. Um, and three days post birth date, my chunk of a baby is is out of her newborn clothes and into her three-month clothes <laughs> so didn't expect that she she's perfect in every way though we love her and, and I'm glad she has a little bit more meat on her because she is baby number four her siblings do want to touch her and hold her and play with her all the time so I'm glad she's not this like delicate tiny little newborn that I mean we've we're careful and we take care of her, but she just seems a little more dense and a little stronger, if that makes sense. Um but yeah, so that was kind of our whirlwind. They wrapped things up with her. Um, Eden wanted to help cut the cord. That was something well, she really wanted to catch the baby. Um, but we were like no you're not going to catch the baby. Um but she wanted to help cut the cord so uh, she got to help daddy cut the cord. That was a unique experience. Knox said he wanted to help until he kind of like saw what they were doing and then he was like uh no I'll I'll back off here. Um, But she got to help cut the cord. Uh, She got a complete and thorough tour of my placenta, which was very um, interesting. And she wanted to, she was like gung-ho, like what's that? And we had talked about, actually, so I took her to one of my midwife appointments and she had this like model of these pelvic bones and a baby and the, the sac and the uterus and the placenta like all the pieces that she was able to really kind of talk Eden through and show her like, okay, this is what it looks like on the inside of the body. This is how it works. Um, and Eden was so intrigued. She's just, she's my curious one that is going to grow up and either be a midwife or an architect or an artist, or, I mean, like it's, it's endless of what she wants to be. And she really has aptitude to be anything she wants to be. Um, she's such a unique kid, but so she kind of knew what the placenta was, how it worked. We had talked about all of that. So when it was laying there, I mean, she's just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Tell me all about it. Um, so we have, (laughs) we have some pictures of her like looking and it is so funny. She's all like, Oh, well that's bigger than I thought it would be. Or so anyway, hopefully I'm not like grossing some of you out. But for those of you who think that kind of stuff is cool, It was so neat. Such a neat experience. So um, they're wrapping things up. Mamaw had planned on taking our kids for about a week. She always does that for me postpartum, which is such a blessing. Um, So we go ahead and wake up Ivy. We bring Ivy back. And Ivy got to meet her baby sister. So we're all just, all six of us, piled in the bed looking and loving on this little newborn. And it was just so beautiful. And again, my, um, by this time, the photographer had left, but my mother-in-law was there and she does photography too. So she was able to get pictures of all of us meeting and all of us as a family in those first moments. And it was just, it was absolutely precious. Like I don't even have the words for it. There's just, it, there, there was nothing like being home in our safe space cuddled up with all of our kids around us and just, just basking in God's goodness to our family and his blessings. They're just blessings abundant. And and I'm so thankful for each one of the children that God has entrusted to us. Um, So the kiddos left with mammal, daddy and I just snuggled in and Really, we've been just snuggling ever since. At this point, I am starting to kind of transition back into life and normal. And well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a new normal, um, not my previous normal, but a new normal. And life, life is good. God is good. Our baby girl is here. Our sweet Willow Noel. Um, and and we just could not be more thankful for. All of the details, again, though it did not go like I thought, though I had to make some choices that, um honestly, I really didn't want to have to make. um Things went differently than I had planned. Um, but God was with us through it all. And I'm thankful that He was, and that even in spite of... <laughs> days where I cried out and was like, Lord, you're not listening to me. You're not hearing me. Why are you not hearing me? God was hearing me. He was there. And I'm thankful for his forgiveness, for my impatience and my frustration. And I'm just thankful for all the prayers that he answered in giving us a beautiful baby, another beautiful home birth, um, a beautiful experience with our children, with my husband. Um, For each of the people that were able to be there and experience it with us, um, it just, it it really could not have went smoother um, than what it did. So that is her story. That is the story of my sweet little Willow and her arrival, and we just could not be more delighted and more thankful for this little one. Um, so hopefully you have enjoyed this episode. I was going to try to keep it short, but it's birth. I can never be short about birth. I did manage to squeeze all the other three's birth stories into one episode, Brazzle Baby's birth stories. So you have to go back. I think it's like in the twenties uh, ep- number of episodes. So you have to go back and listen to that if you haven't listened to it, because, oh my goodness, my birth journey from baby number one to baby number four. Each birth has been so different, so many unique elements. But what I have come to know and come to understand and come to embrace about birth has transformed from number one to number four. Um, so anyway, it's it's just quite the journey. And I'm thankful for each one of my children, for each story that, that they have of how they made it into this world and into our hearts and home. Um, but Willow's was special. It had some really unique elements that made it just something that I will cherish forever. Um, So thank you for joining me on this episode, ladies. I will continue to share lots of pictures of our sweet girl and of our family. Um, And again, thank you all so much. Everybody who prayed for me, prayed for Willow, prayed for our family. Thank you. You will never understand the encouragement that that was to me. In, especially in those last days of waiting. So thank you, and I look forward to joining you ladies next week. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.